Hello, everyone. Welcome to Coffee Break. Uh, my name is Spencer Campbell. This is the season premiere, season two premiere of Coffee Break. We're back uh, after summer break because uh, I'm a teacher and I take summer break. Uh, we're back, ready to talk to more friends and awesome people in the TTRPG community. Um, I We got a new time, new time, new day, so we'll see how this goes. It's more like uh, like afternoon... Afternoon coffee, decaf. I mean, I'm not doing decaf. I don't know about you, but... Uh, oh, yeah, I'm full caffeine all the way. Yeah. Excellent. Perfect. That lovely voice that you heard is my guest for this week. Uh, a fine, wonderful designer, fine person indeed. I've got the incredible John Battle here with us, also known as Bats Online on Twitter. John, how the heck are you? Oh, I could be doing better, <laughs> but hopefully the coffee helps <laughs> since it's nice and hot. What kind of coffee are you rocking with right now? We're both Chicago uh, it's people. just some it's just a Duncan Keurig from Walgreens. <laughs> Real top of the shelf stuff. Right Excellent, now. perfect. I always like to see if who if if anybody in around here does like goes out and seeks the beans of the Chicago roasters and stuff like oh, that. I wish I wish I I want that's coffee is something I would want to care about, but I just haven't found the time to yeah. cultivate that hobby yet. <laughs> Yeah, I need to like reach out to Travis, Travis Hill, who is like a huge coffee person and just and, and Adam Bass is too. And just reach out to the both mm. of them and be like, teach me how to get nerdy about this because <laughs> I need I need something to just truly throw myself into. Yeah, right. A new uh, hobby. My um, a very good friend of mine, Mike Riemann, uh, that name might be familiar to folks. He did the layout and art for like the newest Slayers update and the Almanac mm. and stuff. He's also a Chicago uh, local and graphic designer. He used to be the graphic designer for Metropolis Coffee. And that meant just like unlimited amounts of coffee being thrown <laughs> my way. Like every Friday, whatever beans they had roasted and hadn't sold, they donated. So anybody could go back in there and just shovel, literally just wow. shoveling bags full of coffee. So uh, I miss those days. I understand that Mike has a, a much better job now, but uh, I, there's a small part of me that wishes he still was at Metropolis. Can't can't uh, can't uh, undersell the value of a good perk at a at a job. You gotta yeah. get you gotta get have free the beans. Perks. I mean, come on, free beans. Just and it was. I mean, truly, you just went back there and they're like, grab a bag. Here's a scoop. Do whatever you want to do. We won't Go to ask town. questions. <laughs> Um, which meant I walked away with like five pound bags, which of course I didn't use all of. So, you know, I, everything in, everything in excess is what I say. Moderation is for fools. Hey, do coffee beans go bad? I don't know. I, I think they go you know? like stale, maybe. I don't know. Ah, just put some creamer in it. <laughs> I'm not right. a coffeeologist. <laughs> um, but yeah, cool. Excellent. Yeah. I'm also just drinking some bullshit instant thingamajig instant pod thing mm -hmm. because as much as i want to get into like all the nerdy stuff i also uh don't have time time yeah out... too many other things to nerd out about <laughs> exactly i i did mention this to you right before we got started i am i'm i literally am surrounded by probably a thousand netrunner cards right now on my desk <laughs> right now i've to talk to speak of things that i've gotten nerdy and obsessed with uh netrunner is that thing for me now um and this is all Logan Dean's fault. I don't know if wow. Logan is out there or Logan will ever listen to this, but Logan, you've ruined me financially. <laughs> I've only ever played the uh, like computer version of Netrunner. 
Oh, like, like with the really simple interface, so you're just arrow keying around. Um, I've never played like the board game or anything. We'll uh, maybe when we when we play some board games, Logan and I will just like yeah. voraciously talk about how much fun Netrunner is and how it's the literally the perfect card game that's ever been invented. Uh, that sounds I, exciting because <laughs> I think it's so good. The one the one fault is that it's only for two players, which is oh, okay. a shame. But it's also its greatest strength. So who knows? Who knows? I feel like I haven't played a lot of two-player board games, like specifically made for two players before. I've been getting into them more and more just because my my wife and I will play games and I just I'm just trying to seek out the games that do like sing in that two-player space, either because they're intentionally designed for that or they just play well there. Um, mm-hmm. We're huge Star Realms fans, so that's another card game we really like. Um Speaking of Logan Dean, Logan recommended another one, Dust Biters. That's another one that's really good. It's just 21 cards, but it's uh, a lot of fun. It's like Mad Max. You're trying to be the the last car standing in the post-apocalypse <laughs> caravan of wacky cars. It's like Wacky that's Racers great. meets Mad Max sort of thing. Hell yeah. Got my dog sniffing around in the background. Make sure she's not up there. Yeah. Good. It's Ooh. a cute dog. Yeah, she's pretty good, isn't she? How are you, Clover? How are she you? Knows. Yeah, she didn't have to go to school today, so she had a she had her day off. Um, cool. Well, welcome to welcome to Coffee Break. I'm really happy to have the chance to like sit down and actually chat with you. Yeah, I think it's the first time we've really talked, besides like I guess some Twitter DMs or something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, which is one of those things where like you and I are both in Chicago area, and like there's there's a lot of us that are in the Chicago area yeah. that have been like dying to have any kind of interaction yeah. with but also it's been very hard recently so yeah only recently i'll name drop them again logan dean and i have been playing a lot of board games together and now i'm hoping to just like pull more of you into yeah. this web until there's like a huge squad of us taking over stores and playing board games all day yeah i, I recently like last month got invited to a chicago only like ttrpg discord server and i was like wow there really are like adira lives in chicago mm-hmm. i'll hang out with her soon adira is like 15 minutes down the road from me yeah <laughs> really close to each other that's pretty crazy yeah and uh josh hitty or also known as ostrich monkey online uh he's also like 15 minutes the other direction from me yeah oh it's, it's bizarre how there's a lot of us there's dozens of us yeah we demand to be taken seriously <laughs> um well for folks who are um maybe not familiar with some of the rpg stuff like what what's some of the stuff that you have done john just to kind of like familiarize people at home with what you do yeah uh well i think the most popular thing i've done is probably dot dungeon uh i mean hey you made a video about it Damn right, um, I did. I got my yeah. big pile of bad books, <laughs> oh, books. For, for this. <laughs> uh, but I think that's the one that's gotten like the most, you know, like clicks and downloads, and like people have actually written about it and stuff. So that's probably the thing people know me for. Um, if they don't know me for, about for that, I used to write under Death McGuns on Reddit, and I wrote a lot of Reddit stuff for free, lots of like setting material. Um, and I still get people messaging me about that. So maybe they know me from that if they don't know Dot Dungeon. That's cool. That's very cool. Dot Dungeon is the, the most popular game, huh? That's pretty. That's. I think it is. It seems like it. That's awesome. 
I mean, yeah. so Dot Dungeon is a, it's obviously inspired by like a group of people playing an MMO together. Yeah. Did you play a lot of MMOs like growing up? Is this like um, a, a foundational experience for you? Yeah. Well, you know, less MMOs, but I did play, spend a lot of time online uh, and then playing like Halo and like mm. other first person shooters with, uh, with my friends. And we played WoW for a little bit, but uh, I never could really afford a computer when I was younger. Mm. So like I had like the N64 for a real long, really long time until I finally could get like an uh, Xbox and then played Halo. Um, nice. But, you know, playing online, I felt, you know, I feel like that's um, that was a huge part of my childhood because I was sort of growing up in the early 2000s is kind of where people started to move away from like. Oh, let your kids play outside to, oh, everything's dangerous. <laughs> Keep them inside sort of mentality. Um, and, you know, we still played outside a lot, but video games is sort of like, I guess, how we, I don't know, hung out most of the time. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a foundational experience. Oh, yeah, we were we were the same way. We were we were the outside kids for the longest time. And then we got our hands on like GoldenEye and <laughs> yeah. the Xbox. And we're like, My outside doesn't have Master Chief. What am I supposed to yeah, do exactly. out there? All I have is internet stay. better, right? <laughs> I feel like this is a pretty straightforward thing. Yeah, I yeah. never got into MMOs either. I, uh, I just, I, I, I never, it never clicked for me. I had a couple friends who were really into them, but we definitely, we were the mm. same path. Where it was like lots of online nights playing Halo for sure. That was like the game in college oh, yeah. was was Halo uh, in the dorms, like on like LAN and everything like that. Um, to date myself. Uh, and then, um, played a lot of like Diablo. Diablo was the one that we played okay. a lot. And yeah, I know a lot of people into Diablo. Yeah. And like, you know, begrudgingly, I must admit, played uh, an unhealthy amount of League of Legends for a long period of grad <laughs> school. So, you know, mm -hmm. that explains my, my wrath and rage. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's certainly, I literally last weekend just went to the, finals for the american league of legends <laughs> tournament just because i don't play it that much but i like watching it yeah so. i mean i'm naturally too competitive to i love to watching esports i think it's a blast oh, yeah i've been doing it I, yeah. for forever watching the korean starcraft scene anybody who knows how much i am obsessed with starcraft i watch <laughs> put that stuff into my veins it's the best it's the, truly the best thing to watch yeah starcraft's intense too god That's i love like, starcraft yeah you know, John, don't get me started on StarCraft, or don't let me start myself on StarCraft, because uh, that will massively change the direction of this talk. Uh, well, I've never played StarCraft, so I'm interested in... I've only seen it played, so and that's a totally different experience to playing it, I'm sure. John. <laughs> I've derailed everything. You, you, you've killed me here. It, it's... <laughs> You want to understand why Spencer Campbell is the designer that he is? You you play <laughs> StarCraft and you go, ah, I understand Spencer Campbell. Wow. That was my earliest introductions to like concepts of like asymmetry while playing the same game. And everybody like I do a lot of asymmetry stuff in a lot of my games. Like StarCraft is, I said Netrunner is the perfect game. StarCraft is also a perfect <laughs> game. <laughs> there are two perfect games, <laughs> and never shall they meet. Yeah. Um, but no, I love, I freaking love StarCraft. It's so good. I mean, I, and admittedly, I haven't played it in a long time. I, I like replayed some of the campaigns over the summer just to re put that into my life, but I haven't played <laughs> any kind of competitive in a long time. 
I couldn't even imagine. Like just watching people play it, I'm like, this seems like so far out of my leagues. I'm maybe too 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 people's surprise. I'm actually not that big of like a gamer. Hmm. Um, like I play video games. Um, I like thinking about video games, but I don't spend a lot of time playing video games. Um, most of them give me motion sickness, and that's one thing. But then also, I just get really bored of them after. A, there's only like a few games that have been able to keep my interest uh, in adulthood for more than like a week um it's fair. <laughs> so yeah it's 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 really weird i feel like a lot of people uh think that i'm a big gamer and i totally get why um because i talk about them a lot but i just don't i don't know there's just something about it it's like i don't know you can't can't get my brain into them as much as i probably would like that's all right these things happen we accept you nonetheless <laughs> uh i like it like i said i have my big pile of of bats books here in front of me i've got both editions of uh wizards in the oh, waste nice. here uh god damn this is a beautiful book that you have made here this is this is super cool um do you mind telling folks about wizards in the waste because it's i think it's awesome and i want people to know about it yeah about um it. i'm trying to see if i have one right next to me i do hold on a second i have to i'll have to get my um spanish version too um oh, yeah because it came in before this version did, which is a, a funny story. <laughs> but the the Wizards in the Waste is a book slash tabletop role playing game um, where you create your own spells using basically different media. Uh, like either you can use books, paintings, comics, anything you can think of. You can turn into spells just by circling words, phrases, uh, panels, images, whatever um, you'd like. And then you basically have to bargain with various different currencies to make those spells do what you want to without taking too much of a blowback. Um, so I like to call it a bargaining game, a game of arcane bargaining, uh, because that's kind of how I at least used to play like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. Mm. It was a lot of like, oh yeah, sure, you can do that, but this thing might happen. And mm. ha that, those sort of bargains were always my favorite part. Uh, so I decided, hey, I'll just make a whole game where that's all you do. Um, and so it is being fulfilled right now. I've sent out hundreds of them already. Still have hundreds more to go. Um, but yeah, it's out now. And let me actually grab the Spanish version because it looks a little different, and it's actually really nice too. That's so cool. So you, is this so? Is this something that you had like translated, and then you then are publishing it and like distributing the, the the Spanish version yourself, or are you working with somebody to do the Spanish? Uh, no, it's um. This company called Hills Press, mm. um, they reached out to me um, early on during the crowdfunding on the website. Um, and they just asked me if I would be open to doing it. And I looked on their website and they had done like some old school essential stuff mm. and a couple other games. So I was like, yeah, sure. Um, I'll let you do it as long as I don't have to do anything. Because <laughs> I already <laughs> I have to take care of this book first. And even though you're basically doing the same book, like I can't handle both of those. So as long as you can do that. I'm totally fine. Uh, and they said, yeah, sure. And, you know, they had to bother me for some things because they were like way more on the ball than me. Uh, but the book ended up coming out really gorgeous. Um, and like, if you're looking at yours, it's like a red uh, undercover. They have like a white yeah. one. Oh, It's got like a cool little, oh. it's kind of hard to see in the light. Dang. It's got a little pattern on the back of it. It's really gorgeous. I really want to work with their printer. Yeah. Um, again but yeah if you if you speak uh spanish they are selling it i think it's just hillspress.com or if you just search for hills press publishing it'll come up i'm pretty sure they still have copies 
and they did a really good job. Um, I'll probably work with them again because it was really easy. And like I said, it turned out really well. That look, I mean, just that outside with the, with the constellation on the back looks really, really nice. Yeah. And like I said, that one, it came in before mine because my printer was a lot slower. And so when I got it, I was like, I hope mine, I hope the English version is like half as good as this one because they really knocked it out of the park. And I'm glad, I feel like both of them um, came out really well. So that rocks. Congrats. Congrats on that. That's super cool. Yeah. It was super stressful. To, <laughs> That's for sure. to make it, to make the whole thing. But, uh, to, to work, it's like the first time I worked with. I guess like an actual printer, mm. like not just mix them where you send them the file and they just, they send it to you. No questions asked. Um, sort of trading that for like a better quality book, but also working with, you know, people. Right. Um, and it was just, it was really stressful. There was a lot of issues with, um, it's like the first time I had to deal with like color density on a page because the ink was like bleeding through too much. And, various different things that I had never had to encounter that kind of pushed the book back from being released in like April to being released in August, which was, it's just a, that's always stressful. Yeah. That sounds way more involved than here, computer, take my files and magically send me books in a few weeks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mix. I love mix them. They're really great. Uh, I really like working with a printer too, but it's just a whole different ball game it yeah. requires more money i feel like just because you have to wait longer for the book um whereas mix them you, you get the money you send it to them done this is like a much more prolonged process right. so it's just yeah well the book turned out great so you know thank you at least... i'm really glad i was so worried <laughs> not gonna lie <laughs> there is always that that small moment i mean i i feel it whenever i get books delivered that i've i've printed where i, I the box is in front of me and i have to open it and there's that small mm-hmm. moment of fear like did I fuck this up? Does it look okay? Is <laughs> yeah. it gonna be all right in there? I, really uh, I don't so. think that. It, I don't think it ever goes away, even for reprints. I'm like, did I somehow mess up? Even <laughs> right. though it's the same file, <laughs> like it's just I, I feel that 100. percent Yeah, the 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 pre open box dread that one mm-hmm. feels is uh, yeah, it's, it's a fun thing. I I have like I mean like I said I've got this big pile of stuff Iron and Lies I freaking love Iron and Lies um I like I mean I love Fey stuff and so I just love Same. your interpretation of it uh and this just rocks it's so good all yeah I, I feel like that's like of all the stuff I've made I feel like that's like this the sleeper mm. one I feel like it kind of disappeared really fast which is fair because I didn't really do much to support it after the jam I ran. But I still think of it as probably one of my one of the things I'm most proud of, um, especially when it comes to like a game that doesn't use dice or anything like mm-hmm. that. But yeah, I feel like one of the best interviews I had was with um, forgot their name, uh, but we were talking about Iron and Lies, and that was like I don't know a really good conversation that came out of that book. So I don't know. It's great. I'm really I, glad for what it what it made. If 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 you like anything like in the in the realm of and especially like with Faye, like nonsense and mischief and bullshit in terms of like bargaining and like inter- weird twisting and interpretation of words. Yeah. Like Iron and Lies is such the game for you to check out. <laughs> uh, and that's exactly the kind of Faye stuff that I like. Because I like the weird, almost like political nonsense of Faye negotiation. Like that's the realm of Faye stuff that I really like. So yeah, uh, love same. It. I still, I still, I feel like I really, when I was writing it, 
um, I feel like it didn't make sense to me until I started writing the silly, um, I don't remember what they, I think they call them laws, but it's the, uh, the film terminology mm -hmm. that they take very literally. I felt like as soon as I started writing that, I was like, okay, I, I think this. I know what I'm doing with this book. <laughs> I know which direction I'm going. I see what this is going to be now. <laughs> That's awesome. And then, yeah, I've got Sun King's Palace here too, which, uh, I am, I mean, I just had a great time reading through it. Uh, I, will I ever run it? Who knows? Do I ever run yeah, things? I rarely run things anymore anyway, but it was an absolute delight reading it. And the poster that comes with it is awesome. I appreciate that. I, as for running it, I have run it a few times now and I still have not even got to run like half of all the rooms. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if it will ever be run in its entirety, but one day maybe we'll see. Well, we'll, this is just what we'll do. Uh, we'll get, we'll get a group of people and we'll sit <laughs> in a brewery. We'll plant ourselves for 10 hours or however long it takes, see how many rooms we get through, then come back the Hell next yeah. day. Uh, and I would be until, down. until we get through this dang palace and see what's going on. I'd be down. There. I All feel right. like even though I wrote it, I feel like it'll, it'll only ever really like live up to any sort of potential at all if it's all played at once because i feel like it's i don't know a lot of the stuff in there i don't think matters unless you've been there for a while and right. really sunk your teeth in um i mean you know. i i said it off the cuff but now i feel like i really am into this idea of the, the true <laughs> marathon like weekend of the mega dungeon would be pretty dang cool i'm sure we could find people to do that, that would oh be awesome. i mean i i would be so down i haven't done like a marathon session like that in so long uh and i love running games so yeah i i probably haven't done like a real long like we're spending the entire day playing this role-playing game in yeah. years it was fun yeah. when we did it but yeah i have not done anything like that in a very very long time but they're fun yeah. if you get the right group and like the right thing that's just pushing you all forward it it can be really really cool yeah, that was like high school. Basically, every weekend in high school, Hell yeah. <laughs> for me, it was like we're gonna we're gonna play from Friday night till Sunday night, and that's it. That's all we do. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah, that rocks. Uh, well, cool. So you're not a big gamer, as you said. So you're not you're not playing a lot of the the video games. Are there any like board? I've been like the only reason I ask about board games or card games is because I have been like re-throwing myself back into that world and i'm just curious are there any like board games or card games that you're like a big fan of um well i don't get to i haven't got to play that many board games like mm -hmm. so my favorite board game is still like risk nice because that's something i played a lot uh with my family when i was younger and when they were you know a lot closer um so yeah risk as for card games like i used to play magic the gathering um Oh but boy. I guess if Munchkin counts, ha! I've played a lot of Munchkin. <laughs> we played a lot of Munchkin in grad school. That would be our thing. Like we would spend like Friday nights, we would like we'd get our work done in the office and then we would have beers in our mini fridges in the office and we'd wait till all the faculty left and then we would open those <laughs> and we would play Munchkin or Magic or some whatever game it is, it is that we felt like playing that that day. Hell yeah. So, I mean, there's a million things that I want to, like, chat with you about. But, like, I feel like the thing that I definitely want to spend a good amount of time talking about is just, like, the 
and I think you said it perfectly is like the concept of like burnout that's not burnout that is the um just the the feeling of how am I going to keep doing this or should I keep doing this that I think I mean, I've seen you talking about it recently. I've been talking about it. I've seen a number. I feel like I've seen a lot of people talking about. Yeah, same. Yeah. This like, I simply can't do this anymore. And there's like a yeah. lot of different reasons that folks are are like talking about, or or that is they're like, here's the thing that's like, this is the thing that's burned me out, or the thing that I can't yeah. do anymore. Um. So I know that you had recently kind of talked about a lot of this stuff. Um, I'm just general. I'm, you know, we can kind of go in this in whatever direction you want, but like, where did that, like, when did you, I guess, when did you first start like feeling this? Cause I'm curious when you've like, when you started feeling it and like the time between when you started feeling it and like when you decided to start acting on it, because i that window is a, an interesting window to me. Yeah. Um, you know, that is a good question. I haven't really thought about when it started as much. I feel like it's happened in different stages. Mm. Like when it first happened, it was back when I wasn't even making any money off this. And it was just something I did on Reddit for fun. Cause I literally couldn't stop thinking about RPGs. I had to, I had to write. That's mm -hmm. all I could do. Um, and it got to a point where on Reddit, I was feeling really burnt out just cause Reddit is, it was really nice to me, but even then, it was very unforgiving, uh, very cruel in a lot of weird kind of small ways that really build up. Mm. Um, and so I feel like I had a moment then where I was like, I'm, I can't do this anymore. And I left and joined Twitter just to see if it was different. Um, and that sort of change, I feel like, let me keep doing it um, and actually let me, you know, turn it into you know, the, the, the career I have now. Um, but after that, like post full time, I don't really know when, I don't know when it started, I yeah. but I know it had to do with, um, it, it had to do with Twitter. It was, yeah. it was, it was Twitter. Um, and just, and I, cause I've been thinking about it a lot since you asked me to, you know, come on here. I've been trying to think too, um, about what it is like what the feeling is and i really think it just boils down to the amount of different jobs you don't realize you're doing mm. and the amount of different jobs that you're basically asked to do um that if you say no to it just means that you're like you're done there's not much you can really do unless you do all of these different things um because when you start thinking about anybody who's like a professional the first thing you realize is that they definitely don't ever talk to people. Right. <laughs> they have a social media manager. Right. They have a community manager. <laughs> they have somebody who packages orders. They have somebody who sends emails to company to other people. They have all of these different things. And I remember, I think the first time, maybe not the first time I felt it, but the first time I really thought about it was actually after inside came out the Bo Burnham mm. special and he talked about how his role as an artist changed as he got older to be, I'm going to disappear for a long time and then come back with something. Um, whereas, you know, he used to be, he, he grew up on social media, you know, that was like right. his thing. And as soon as he started talking about that, I felt like that. And even now as I'm talking about, it, I feel like this difference in my chest, that's like, that sounds like an ideal Doesn't scenario. I want to so disappear nice? <laughs> and I'll come, I'll come back next year with another book. But until then, 
you don't see me i'm gone send emails to my my manager or whatever um but yeah i think that's when i first started to really think like oh this stuff is actually weighing on me like yeah it's it's affecting me emotionally at least i mean like the bo burnham thing is i think is a like a really apt analogy too because you know the thing that eventually like and he talks about this in inside and he's talked about this in other places like the thing that drove him away from continuing to do performing comedy as much as he was is that he was having anxiety issues and panic yeah. attacks like literally while performing um yeah. and that's i mean first of all i mean that's a horrible thing for anybody to have to go through and that's not what you yeah. want to be going through while you're trying to do an act and so yeah he's like yeah i gotta disappear for a while until i've figured this out and i'm ready to come back and i feel yeah. like the the like the heightened sense of anxiety of just being ever performing which in this case is just always being online right in whatever yeah. capacity yeah. that is posting on twitter being in discord servers etc 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 like it just fucking makes me anxious right i just oh like, yeah i'm just on on edge all the time and i yeah. don't want to feel that way I think I think I think what you said is like is the key to it is like you're always on um, and I've I've even tried to write about it a little bit um, at least on like my YouTube channel just like the idea that like for the last two years I've never clocked out of my job and it's even like saying that it seems so nebulous and so hard to pinpoint and I think that's kind of the problem is that with a job where you're doing all these different roles their boundaries overlap and cross over into your normal everyday life like i'll check emails when i'm out like on a date or like mm -hmm. oh i'm waiting for the movie to start i'm in a movie theater i check you know discord i check twitter and it's like as much as that's like a normal everyday activity it's not that when it's your job anymore you know it's it's i don't know it's it's an expectation that you put on yourself but then you also realize it's being put on you because i've had so many things and the most recent thing which is what led me to actually like tweet and be like i'm done where people just like expect you to be online and know everything yeah and when you don't know something and operate under that not knowing suddenly you become like a, a an actual like a bad person like ethically and it's just like i don't know you realize you're not really putting it on yourself so much like you realize oh this is actually everything is being put on me mm -hmm. And even if I'm doing it to myself, there's obviously some outside pressure. And at least in, in my case, it made me think like I have to, like, I can't, I can't do, I can't have those expectations. And, you know, some people have obviously been able to flourish under them, uh, but I've never been the most <laughs> cool person. I have lots of anxiety. Um, and I'm sure there's plenty of other people who haven't even made it this far, who have also felt that anxiety and have had to leave. Um, I know in just, the short time I've been a professional, I've seen a lots of people pushed off Twitter, pushed out of the industry just because they couldn't take these expectations that are frankly ridiculous for one person to take on um, on their own. It's so funny you mentioned the idea of like those normal things of like, oh yeah, checking Twitter and you know hopping on your email is like a normal thing that people do, except for yeah. when it's your job. And it's it's really interesting you say that because like for my other job, like I'm a, I'm a professor of psychology i don't have my work email on my phone right so like i have somehow managed with that to be like there's yeah. a line between when i am working and like when i'm not 
I don't do I don't engage with that job during this time. And yeah. yet with the RPG stuff, which admittedly it's not my full time job, but I've been doing it enough now that I've yeah. I it feels relatively professional that like I feel like I've gotta be on I've gotta have that email. I have yeah. to have my Twitter ready. I have to be ready to respond to a thing like that. When for some reason I was able to put that line in my actual yeah. my actual job, I I don't know like why that, that's so interesting. Why I couldn't do that, or why why I can't do that with 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 role playing games. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't part, know. Why, I don't know why. A part of me, like when I think about that, because I think about my last job was mostly at a computer all day uh, in an office. Um, and for me, at least, and this is probably not the same for you, obviously, because you're like a teacher. I feel like you have to care about your work at that point. For me, it was that I didn't care about my office job. <laughs> so I was easily able to be like, after five o'clock, don't mm. message me. Um, so, yeah, I don't It must obviously not just be that, though, because, you know, you like, you have to choose to be a teacher. That's like a passion, you know. Um, but still being able to set up those boundaries when RPGs, I'm not really sure what it is either. Maybe it's like maybe it is the expectation um that you need to be there like because i know for at least for me my entire career much to my chagrin was built off of twitter um and even if that's not yeah maybe if that's not true now maybe i could be fine without twitter that's still where i've seen the most growth paired with like kickstarter and things Mm -hmm. like that um and so i don't know if it's like you know it's it's just it's even when I think about it to me leaving Twitter almost feels like leaving my job mm. just because I have no guarantee that there is something waiting after that. Um, you know, I can look at a mailing list. I can do all this other stuff. But part of it just feels like especially when you watch these other people keep growing um, in follower counts and in, in sales on Twitter. It's hard to detach Twitter from like the actual job, you know. Hundred percent, and like you, you know, that reminds me, and it connects with what you had been saying earlier about, like, with your early stuff with when you're writing stuff on Reddit, where like you just couldn't, you literally just couldn't stop thinking about RPGs, right? And so you just kind of mm-hmm. just keep writing and talking about it. Like it's the same thing. Like I feel the same sensation. Like I can't fucking turn off my brain and like stop <laughs> thinking about role playing games mm-hmm. at a given mo- moment. Like. I'm actually really thankful that I'm surrounded by these Netrunner cards because they distract me. They're like, I finally have something that's like, oh, deck building. Okay, I can yeah. continue with this now. <laughs> but, like, but, but that whole concept of it being like the thing you're always thinking about, I think it just then translates so seamlessly into then I must, if I'm always thinking about it, I must be in a place where I can always be talking about it and always be present about it. And like, I was I was I I didn't start on Reddit like you did. I I started on Twitter right away just because uh that's I didn't it's definitely know, smarter. Yeah. Well, I didn't know yeah, and I didn't know where to start and I truly like in the beginning just screaming into the void like with the earliest yep. stuff being like here's this little thing that I'm working on. Is there anybody out there? Yeah. And then like there's that part of you that learns that like if you keep screaming, most of the time nobody's gonna listen, but eventually someone will listen, and that feels good. It, it gives you a little mm-hmm. bit of that brain drug right there. Like, oh, thank you for listening. <laughs> uh, and then you go, okay, well I guess the screaming worked. I guess I should keep screaming, and then you just kind of keep doing it and keep doing it, and you just get trained. You just get trained into yeah. thinking like this is it. This is how it happens for me. And 
you know, finding the alternatives is difficult because you mentioned like yeah. the idea of like a mailing list. This is something that people talk about all the time. Start a mailing list, get a mailing list going. I don't know about you, John, but my mailing list does not manifest into jack shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not honestly sure how well I would have to stop Twitter and do just the mailing list to see how effective it is. Yeah, because I know in my experience, I most emails I look at go straight into the trash. Even if it's something that looks really cool, it's just my natural reaction is like, oh, email, get it out of here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like, even though I send email list stuff, I still post on Twitter. So it's like, you know, I'm not sure right. to what benefit it would, you know, it would be. But that's again, I feel like I could, it would be easy to just do the experiment and try it, but it just feels so, I don't know. It's terrifying. It's terrifying to think like maybe there is nobody listening at the end of it. Um, and maybe it is the screaming that gets people to listen because I know I had I had the same experience. I joined Twitter as somebody who doesn't normally do the screaming thing. Mm -hmm. I because it's it's just harder for me to do it. I don't know what it is. Um, and it took somebody. It was um, Joe. Um, I don't know how to. I don't. I think it's a uh, Simone. I don't remember. Oh uh, yeah, I heard Fargo. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Joe, the 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 guy who literally cannot stop buying RPGs. Yeah. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> he retweeted like one of my first or second little books that I released on Drive Through, um, and that was like the I always remember that moment because that was the moment that anybody like people actually started to listen to what mm -hmm. I said. Um, and it took it took that to sort of get anybody to care, and I feel like there's there's still that sort of. Uh, I guess culture of like um you need the ladder to be brought down to you uh at least on social media on twitter unless you get extremely lucky right. <laughs> and just suddenly a tweet goes crazy uh you kind of need somebody to reach down and pull you up otherwise you're stuck kind of just sitting there for for who knows how long indefinitely i'm sure for some people um like i'm me and you i feel like are both probably pretty lucky in the grand scheme of things mm -hmm. top you know one percent of <laughs> people who talk about rpgs a lot um right. considering how many people probably try and fail but even then it's like even at my level i feel like i've hit this point where i've like plateaued um and that's one of the things i feel like that's definitely aided in the burnout is like feeling like i don't know i don't know what the next ladder is because i feel mm -hmm. like i've hit this point and i don't know how to get up any higher um that's definitely kind of fed into all these feelings for sure the plateau thing is so interesting that you mentioned that because i've been i've been thinking a similar thing with myself where i i've like i i ramped i ramped too quickly i think is what i ended up doing where like i started off with my like bullshit little crow game corvid court with on black text on a white background i remember that, but I, I, threw remember some, that. I threw some stock art into it i'm like I like crows. Do you like crows? Uh, and then from that point on the, for me, the thing that I, I think that is like getting me into trouble or burning me out. A part of it is like, I then started doing bigger projects. I started to try to make bigger projects. So like Slayers was my first bigger project and that mm -hmm. required like assembling a team and like getting to a certain production value. And then I wanted to exceed that production value on my next thing. And I wanted to exceed my next production, that production value on the next project. And yeah. um, I've reached that point where it is now like, a project feels like a fucking project now. It doesn't feel like a game that I'm designing anymore, but it feels like yeah. I've, I've, I have to like, 
it has to be a certain thing because of what I what I've been working on so far. And so the question is, do I continue to try to go up that ladder or do I like stop myself and just yeah. like breathe and enjoy it again? And like, I think that's a big part of it is that it has it has felt like like I think project feels like the right word in like the negative sense of the word project yeah. where like, I just want my, I just want to make like silly bullshit games again, or I just want my games to like not have to be a certain way and be okay with that. And there's like, there's a part of me that says you just do that. And then there's a part of me that says you can't do that. You've done other things that say you can't yeah. do that at this point. Yeah. No, I, I, that's, I think that's a really good point. I feel the same way. Um, I actually even recently, um, like within today and like days prior, I've been hitting this like I hate to call it writer's block, mm. but it's essentially what it is. But it's spurned on by, I guess, like product thought, not being able to just write the thing and being like, well, what's it going to look like and all this other stuff. And it's definitely that I would say um, one of the biggest things I have been thinking about is I keep keep thinking about one thing it's actually wizards in the waste related um when i first released that game on itch i feel like i went all out on the itch page mm. i tried to make the coolest itch page i possibly could um and i did it and i feel like it worked pretty well uh, it was probably my most popular game at the time um and ever since then i feel like every time i go on itch i see other people who are doing that but even better mm -hmm. for even smaller <laughs> games. Yeah. And I, I look at that and I feel like I have been or am being like left behind. Like I can't grow as fast as these other people are doing like these high production value things seemingly on their own or in small groups. And I'm just sat here like I can barely put a gift together right now. <laughs> I can't, how am I supposed to compete with like this pamphlet that has an entire page of like animation and, uh, it's just it definitely i definitely feel a, a sense of burnout just from like looking at the expected quality for even like small games um that kind of just halts me in my tracks because i don't know sometimes i can't do layout sometimes i can't mm. do anything special um and it does i feel like you know and, may, and i feel like a little responsible like maybe i participated in this setting the bar a little too high for a game that's like 20 pages mm. you know sort of thing um that sort of backfired on me where i don't feel like i can keep up with that um at least with the, like the money that i make right now it's hard to justify um pushing myself even harder to to keep up with like these these growing standards for for what is a book or what is a product yeah, I like for some reason I won't like allow like I I'm like lax in some places and then I like don't allow myself to be lax in others. Like itch pages are the worst. I hate making itch pages. <laughs> they are so much. <laughs> <laughs> the bane of my existence is when I make a, a, a game and I go, "All right, ready to share this with the world." Ah, fuck! <laughs> I have to actually like put it on itch, which means there has to be like something there. Yeah. Uh, I put, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like these, these games that are out there that have just like beautiful, amazing, like interactive <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, uh, what if I put a blue background uh, on it? That'd look pretty <laughs> snazzy, wouldn't it? Blue is oh fun. Uh, 
so like on itch i just won't let myself uh do it i just i can't yeah. get myself to like i can't convince myself to to like that 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 is a worthy use of my time yeah. even though it it i mean i don't know i don't know if it is or not that's the thing is like yeah is it i don't know either the time to do that because i think about all the things that i buy on itch and i don't give a shit about the itch page yeah anything same. that i've ever bought i bought because i know the person who made it and i'm like yeah of course i'm gonna buy this thing or i've seen somebody else talk about how it's cool and i go oh well i heard it's cool so i just want i just want the thing i don't i don't need yeah. the storefront i just need the thing um which is wild i feel the same way yeah it's it's weird because i like everything i feel like i said before is true but then i also feel the same way same way where it's like i don't actually as a consumer i don't think about that mm-hmm. it's only as a creator that i get kind of caught up in this production value sort of mindset but then when i go to buy a game yeah the last thing i could like and even on like my website i don't do anything special i just upload the game to the store and it puts it it makes it look how it looks and it's right obviously doesn't stop people uh from buying things at least they don't yell at me for the page looking you know boring (laughs) so i don't really know i don't really know what it is either um i feel like part of it for me at least is i i am extremely competitive Mm. um to the point where i try to avoid competition as much as possible because it will you know you either win or you lose when it comes to like a competition uh, when you set it up is that, you know, and that right. can only lead to either very good or very bad. And so I just try to avoid it because it's just not worth it. But, you know, I feel like even in like the industry, I feel very competitive where I I want to win, even though it's impossible. Right. I want to be <laughs> I want to be the best. I want to be seen as the best. Mm-hmm. I want to make the best book. I want a, to make a book that makes people go, OK, we're done. No more. Right. No more games need we where did. we're done. um which is impossible it's never gonna happen um but i can't help myself um uh and i i definitely have noticed those feelings less which is how i know i'm kind of experiencing the burnout Mm. when i stop caring about a lot of stuff sort of abruptly um or just slowly over time which is what it's felt like um and that's kind of what makes me think that's part of the main reason why i want out quote unquote out Is I, 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 feel, I feel like I'm stuck. I feel like I'm stagnating. I feel like, and maybe it's my fault for certain things I've done, but I don't feel like I'm growing um, at, at the rate that I even was before. And I just feel like it's time for a change. Um, and maybe that's just my instinct uh, to like run away or something like that. But I don't know. It just feels like at this point in time, it feels like if I kept going mm. down the same path, there might be a dead end at some point. Um, and that would be a little bit more detrimental than me jumping the tracks and trying something new. Um, yeah, it's lots of different things there's, <laughs> tied there's, up in it. There's so many things tied up into it. Uh, <laughs> Mike, uh, Michael, uh, AK Signal Station has a, a fun point here in chat, which is everyone needs to be able to take a break and suck a little. David Bowie wasn't made lesser by his time with Tin Machine, you know? There you go. <laughs> oh, gosh. If David Bowie yeah, can walk away, point. we can walk away. Uh, yeah. It's, it, um, I do want to, like, I'm, I'm, I want to talk about the, like, the concept of being done with RPGs, because I think I'm going back and forth with what I mean by, like, done or, like, or like what mm-hmm. cutting back means and or like my re 
framing of what being an RPG designer means to me, I think is has been shifting a lot in the last few weeks. Um, yeah. Like for me, uh, I definitely went through like a week or two where I was just like, I just don't want to do it anymore. I'm, I think I'm just <laughs> done. I think I'm good. <laughs> and if I stop now, I'll be okay. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, bye. And then I could just disappear <laughs> into the void and it would, yeah. it would be... I was like, that sounds great. It sounds so wonderful to do that. Um, thankfully, I had a couple of folks who were like, maybe just like see if there's some other like uh, things that might be doing that to you. That's not like the design mm -hmm. itself. And so, like for me, my big thing that I've been trying to do, and you know, again, this is all trying, is like just truly cutting myself off of online. And this goes back to that thing you mentioned earlier, like the the goal, the dream, John, is to be the guy that goes. Here's my thing. Now I'm yeah. gone <laughs> until I exactly, come back with yeah. my next thing. And like, and for that to work, for that to go, oh, Spencer's back and he has a thing. And we haven't forgotten him because he hasn't been screaming on yeah. Twitter this entire time. <laughs> uh, and we have been waiting for him to come back with this thing. And like, that's so tempting. I want to do that so, 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 so bad. I just don't know if it would work. There's the part yeah. of me that just goes, if you stop, if you stop posting on Twitter, how will anyone ever know or care about what you do ever again? Yeah. And I feel like then I'm, you're, you're trapped to it, right? You're chained to it if it's the thing that's going to be. So I've, I've removed, I, I deleted my Discord server, which was. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. A liberating experience to do. genius idea <laughs> uh it was it was so nice when i first made it like all the way back when i released my first game score nobody was in it and i was like oh I, there's nobody here and then it you know it grew and it grew and it, it certainly had its cool moments like i i don't want to say that it was a disaster the whole time it was really cool to have people around especially when like game jams were happening but just mm -hmm. i think the thing is i've learned Nobody should have direct access to you 24-7 ever. Yeah. Uh, unless you want them to. <laughs> yeah. And I and that's what having a Discord server was. Was like yeah. at any point in time, somebody could just send something to me. Like could should could ping me in any of these servers. And they felt like they had access to me all the time. And it was really horrible to, to do yeah. that. Um so getting rid of that has been a it's a weird experience because, you know, the muscle memory, like I pick up my phone and it's one of the things that I want to go to right away. And I open up yeah. Discord and there's nothing there. I mean, there's like my DMs and it's like, oh, that's right. This is not part of my <laughs> muscle memory routine of checking things right now. Uh, and that's been that's been interesting. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Um, it's weird for me. Uh, it's probably my Discord server for like my game stuff is pretty small. Um, it's mostly like one person who posts memes most of the time. Nice. <laughs> um, and I think that's because, you know, it's weird because I feel like I'm actually really good at setting boundaries between me and people who are fans mm. um, or like the audience, whatever they prefer to be called, I suppose. Um, cause I don't really have a preference. Um, I feel like I have a, I'm pretty good at that because I like generally I'm a pretty closed off person. I'm pretty introverted. Um, I'm totally fine with putting myself offline and disappearing from people who, you know, want to talk to me for a while. Mm -hmm. That's like a default state for me is <laughs> ignoring most most people. And so I, I've never really had problems with like the people who who like my stuff. Um, 
they've all been really great. Mm -hmm. And that's like the hardest thing I feel like about these feelings I've been having is like, they've all been really nice to me. Mm -hmm. And almost everybody that has seen what I've typed or has talked to me personally has said like, yeah, you deserve like do whatever you got to do. And it's like, it really sucks. Cause it's like, obviously there's some people who care. Uh, and maybe that's enough for me to disappear and you know, they'll still be there and it'll be cool. And I'll be able to come back with a book every once in a while. Um, it feel it for me, it honestly just feels like everything outside of them mm-hmm. that that is what drags me down the most. Um, like, and I know you've had um firsthand experience with people being really shitty um <laughs> to you online. Um, I've thankfully never had anything like that, like dramatic, I feel like. Um, but I still feel like it just, I don't know, Twitter and, and social media in general just feels so naturally hostile to the point where it's hard to not feel like people hate me for like no, what appears to be like no reason. Mm. Um, and like, so it's less, of, it's less about like my discord and even the people closer to me. And it's more about like everybody else who for some reason or another have set me opposite them Mm -hmm. um which seems to happen so naturally on twitter when discourse is sort of like the means of communication um and i've done a good job of trying to avoid all that stuff and yet i still feel like i feel alienated like most days i feel completely cut off from basically anybody that isn't like close to me on a personal level um and it's just really weird it's a, a really weird feeling um and it's kind of the most recent crop up of that uh is kind of what led to me saying okay i'm done Mm -hmm. because it just was like it felt like the straw that broke the camel's back where i was just like i'm sick of seeing this stuff i'm sick of having to care about game opinions (laughs) when (laughs) when when they're just game opinions and they don't reflect on me because i'm not telling you my game opinions because i know you're gonna judge me for them Mm -hmm. um which is just like ridiculous um the amount of people i've seen who have been like bullied and harassed simply for for having like saying oh i think play is this and not this thing you were saying is like astronomical um and it's just like soul crushing to be treated that way or to be thought of that way mm-hmm. um uh, and i'm somebody i'm rather stubborn um and rather <laughs> uh uh spiteful um and so when i get treated like that my first reaction is to say well then fuck you i'm done like right. <laughs> i can do this anywhere i want to i could go somewhere else and make this i could leave games i could I used to be, uh, you know, a fiction writer. Still mm-hmm. do that. Um, so part of me is doing it like out of out of this like ch- pretty childish, you know, arguably spite. That's just like, if this is how I'm being treated, I don't deserve to be treated like this. Right. I'll go somewhere else. Um, which has been something I've been known to do. Um, that's how I came here from traditional publishing because traditional publishing is a different beast entirely but i was like if this is what it's like to get one book made i would rather just do it myself mm-hmm. and i left and did that uh, and proved i could do it so it's like i don't know and, and like without twitter that stuff would still happen obviously um but i wouldn't have to be a part of it or have to see it or see people say things about me that are like completely out of left field or take things out on me that other people have said and it's i don't know it really just feels like me saying i don't deserve to be treated this way by people that have never spoken to me a day in their life um so why should i put up with it i guess that's like that's the question i've been wrestling with the most is like why should i put up with feeling like this just to 
to make a game. Um, and that's kind of, you know, I feel like the ultimate dilemma right now is like feeling like this, is it worth it? Question mark. Right. <laughs> we'll find out. And uh, <laughs> uh, my answer right now is no. Uh, right. So, <laughs> you know. yeah, I mean, I think you have it nailed when you say that it's not the people that are like your like the close either fans or audience or whatever you want to call it the people who have been supportive and 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 say you know who like ah, i really enjoyed this this thing that you did or or anything like that it is everything else that is just and that that is the part that either you get pulled into because it just that's the way that twitter works or uh one you know in one way or another somehow that weighs heavier or feels more impactful like one person saying one shitty thing to me feels 10,000 times more impactful on my psyche and my mood than one person saying a nice thing like yeah if on on, on a given day if somebody says spencer this game was really fun it, you know we had a blast playing it and then spencer and then somebody else said spencer this game fucking sucks Guess which one is going to determine my mood for the next couple of days. <laughs> uh, and so it truly is just like for me, like I've reached that point where it's just it's one bad interaction and it's like day is done. Like I'm not going to accomplish anything for the rest of the day. Like it derails me to the point where I can't I can't work like I just I like I, I, I can't convince myself to do the, the design at that point. And it sucks. It sucks that it, it it's it's like that. And so, you know, that is one of the reasons I got rid of the Discord is like, I will just start cutting off these lanes of of access uh, one yeah. at a time. Um, and, and Until that, morale improves. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and if it gets to the point where twitter is the next to go and it must go then that then then so be it then i do become as as you is saying in the chat i become the ttrpg hermit who yeah. goes into the mountains <laughs> and then emerges with my book and go look at it now don't yeah. uh, don't don't see me and then i disappear um i don't know so i mean like you i mean you 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 mentioned this idea of being like done and i don't know you've been I, you've been thinking about it do you have a sense of what like done is for you because yeah um for sure um because i've been thinking about it a lot obviously trying to figure out exactly like what's next yeah um and i know i have like a couple things that are on my plate that i would hate to just like throw away mm. um so like obviously wrapping up or you know getting lil and collie out the door i have another project that i work on called aberdeen with my writing partner red um and i wouldn't want to just abandon her with that so i'm gonna help obviously finish that um and then i had another thing that i'm working on that may or might may or may not happen um so like i feel like it's definitely a wind down mm. uh, i'm definitely not just gonna cut and burn and you know disappear <laughs> um i'm not gonna get rid of my twitter um i don't feel like and the thing is, is like i don't feel like i should have to that's my thing mm. i like i said i've seen plenty of people be like bullied or like harassed off the platform into leaving social media. And it's been better for them, obviously. Like they are happier now, uh, but when it was happening, it sucked. And I'm not one of the, like I said, I'm really spiteful. I'm not gonna let people push me around like that. Um, uh, I'm basically, I've, to me, it feels like I'm just gonna withhold my ideas right. <laughs> when it comes to game. Like those, these are mine now. <laughs> I will keep them and I will have my fun and I will write them to myself. 
Uh, instead, I will, you know, probably I'm going to try fiction. Um, like I said, I used to be a fiction writer, so I still do it. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of different avenues for writing that I would like to try um, that, in theory, would allow me that further separation mm. from from audience and creator. Um, things like, you know, video games where you can kind of be more anonymous and just release things. Um, or even just like try traditional publishing again, mm. um, where I just give a manuscript to the editors and to the publisher and then they take care of it from there. Right. Um, any of those things. Um, so, yeah, and I don't really know how long the wind down period will be. Um, and, 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 and beyond that, I think when I say I'm done, I mean, I'm done like. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm just done being part of the conversation, I guess. Because mm. um, um, I, I, I totally get what you're what, when you say like, you know, someone saying a bad thing can totally ruin your day. I feel like m despite the success I have found, most things like reviews, I guess, primarily that are written about me are highly critical mm. um, and not usually with like bad intentions or anything like that. They're not like seeking to destroy me. Um, but, you know, I'm like one person. Obviously, I'm going to make mistakes, whether it be typos or just like oversights in design. Um, and so I've. it even feels less like the negative things that people say, and it feels more of. It almost feels like I am being or have been or am continually continuously typecast into like a role that people have prescribed for me. Mm. Um, if it definitely feels like I've, I, I don't know. It's hard. It feels like I've lost my identity in a lot of ways, which is like a pretty heavy thought to have, but it feels like I have no control over me, like who, who I am. And instead it's what these other people put on me for whatever reason, um, whether justifiable or not, I don't know. Uh, and it all seems wrapped up in like this continuous discourse around tabletop role playing games that basically focuses on like morality and ethics. Um, and it's not enough to write, have written a game that wasn't good. You have to be a bad person, like ethically, mm. or like to your core, you're not a good person. And I feel like I see it all the time. And at first, it was easy to kind of shrug off. But the more it happens, the more it's hard for, I don't know, like it feels like it strips me of any identity I have. Um, and it's just like, I don't, I don't deserve to be seen like that by people who don't care to interact with me or I don't care to interact with. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's even less like ne just negative things being said about me because I've had to read reviews where people have <laughs> used like the word fascism in my review uh, or like in a review of my game, they made sure to be like, yeah, they made sure to be like, well, it's not actually fascism, but it does have to do with nostalgia. And it's just like the most ridiculous things I've had to read oh about. God. And that was about my Pokemon game of all games. <laughs> like I've, I've run the gambit of like people saying ridiculous things about some words I've written down to be like, okay, <laughs> I get it. Okay. <laughs> write whatever you need to write. Um, and it's just more, it feels like more, of just like this step-by-step -step progression of like being given an identity that I don't agree with. Um, and that strips me of any other of my qualities and my, my actual identity that I identify with. Um, that has been like just slowly eroding mm. <laughs> like my soul.
Um, it's such a dramatic way to put it, but like, I, it's hard to think of it any other way after like two years of doing this. Um, and for it to only have been two years for it to, for it to build up so fast. Right. Uh, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to, hard to wrap my head around. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, just like waking up and being like, oh, who's, I don't know, not knowing, you know, where I stand with mm -hmm. people. It's really, it's just really weird and alienating. I think alienating is the best, best way to describe it. I feel, yeah. I feel very detached from the scene, even already, like before yeah. saying I was done. Like, Yug has a, an interesting kind of question or way of phrasing it. I, I, I wonder if this is sort of how you're feeling that. So it's more like you've become the community's idea of who you are rather than rather than you it, yeah i get i guess so yeah um and it's definitely something i've struggled with before because like i'm i'm queer um i and i have been i guess quiet about it i i'm not somebody who likes to i don't know i just i like being i like being queer that's just who i am uh and like i understand how i look and i know how people read me when they look at me mm. um and it feels like that but then just put across like my entire identity. Mm. It's like, I know what I am, but then other people see me. And so I am instead these other things, um, completely refusing to acknowledge like any history I may have had or anything like that. And it feels like a lot of qualities like that have been put on me just simply because I am quiet and I don't really talk about myself that much, even though my writing is very personal uh, and very like reflective and stuff like that. On social media, I'm not usually somebody who talks about that kind of stuff mm. because, in my opinion, it's nobody. It's it's my business. Um, but like the most recent thing, I got really, I was like really mad yesterday, because, <laughs> um, uh, I've had some really great people come up to me and talk to me about my body as a cage, mm. which to me is like one of my favorite things I've done, because it was it was based entirely around my idea of like my queerness and like literally the song doesn't really have anything to do with being queer, but like just the, the lyrics of it and like the title itself being very relatable on like a level of like feeling kind of trapped inside of a cage or a shell or something that didn't completely represent me. And I've had a lot of great people come up to me and talk to me about that and say that like, Oh, this game felt extremely queer. And I was like, I'm really glad that you saw that because I didn't even see it at the time. Yeah. <laughs> like I just wrote it. And then I realized later, like, holy shit, I probably should have talked to a therapist when I was writing this game. <laughs> um, but like, I, f I feel like that entire side of me, like being a queer designer has, has been and continues to be just completely erased mm -hmm. by the scene, which is just very, it's just very upsetting. It's just very alienating again, I guess is the word I'll keep using where it feels like, an entire side of my work is just completely ignored because it's not something that I guess I put out into the world mm -hmm. as, as loudly as maybe other people expect me to, or want me to. Um, I don't perform, I guess, the way other people want me to. Um, and so I like, as I would say, I was getting really mad yesterday because it feels like uh, Polygon released, they're releasing a bunch of articles like this week, or maybe it was last week right. about the future of TTRPGs. And one of the articles revolved around queer games. And I feel like when it comes to queer games and queer designers, it's like the same three games that get written about mm. over and over again. While I see some of my friends who are queer are like homeless and struggling to find people to even support their work. 
and just like i was just getting so mad because i was like it feels like it feels like the industry there's like a certain group of people who are already kind of successful and are rather big in the scene who are deciding the future of ttrpgs right now mm. um like that's literally what the, all the articles are about yeah <laughs> all the usual suspects are up there and it's it's like there's like a certain amount there's a group of people who are deciding the future right now and it feels like not only am i not a part of that but like there's if i'm not a part of it there's so many hundreds thousands of people that haven't even found my like monochrome of success who are also not a part of that and are like locked out of this this possible future uh and like with the rising standards like we talked about before it just i don't know all of that sort of compounding just makes me think like if if i'm not a part of the future if all these other people aren't a part of the future like what does that mean is it a good future right <laughs> and if it is good is it only good for certain people is it bad for other people and it's just it's a weird it's weird to be in like this position i feel like where you see the future being written like literally not figuratively but they're literally deciding this is what the future of games is and just being completely out of that discussion and mm. seeing all these other people completely out of that discussion it's really again alienating it's just such a weird thing to like come up against i feel like it's such a weird thing as an artist to literally be shown this is the future if you don't fit in with it <laughs> sorry i guess i feel like i don't know how many times that's happened in like history for an artist to come up against that mm. um but it feels it just feels so weird like i don't feel bad about it i don't feel good it's just like it's almost like existential like sure. you're like you're opening the book of the future and like trying to find where you fit in with that it's so it's like a really weird time i feel like for role-playing games um yeah that was a really long-winded i don't even remember where i started with that but <laughs> i love it i love it that's where i'm at right now yeah there's the there's a whole slew of those polygon articles that are coming out or i know the number have already come out and i think the whole week is being devoted to tabletop stuff yeah going on this week uh i think you're right that we are at an interesting point where um like the the next phase of the community or the scene is sort of starting to, to take shape here um yeah. it's and it's you know it's 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 fascinating i so i wasn't around in the other other eras of the indie rpg scene with like the forge or uh yeah google plus like i wasn't i wasn't around i'm i think i started yeah, probably same. around yeah. the same time you did like two and a half yeah. years ago and, <laughs> and so like i don't know anything about any of that stuff um but you're right in that it is very uh it is sort of the same people getting mentioned again and again in a lot of these things uh it was interesting i so i was interviewed for one of those articles i'm i'm quoted in i'm quoted for my disdain for D D in one of them uh in the one that's that, good that's yeah so i was happy that i was quoted for that uh yeah i saw i read that that um i think chris Bissett was in that article yeah. too talking about um the dm's guild yeah i read that one yeah that yes was a good one. that one was about like srds and open mm -hmm. licenses as like the frameworks for the f it, it, it was i remember being like talking about it and i was like this is so what do you think the future of rpgs is and i was like fuck man uh <laughs> is it 
I don't know. I'm, I make my silly little power fantasy bullshit games because I like video <laughs> games and I want video games at my table. But uh, I guess I think it's this. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Fuck, I know what the future of RPGs is. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Who knows? So it's tricky. It's tricky. I think, I think, John, you and I should just become board game designers let's just do it let's just card <laughs> switch let's become card game designers and uh, hey that's where the money's at i mean let's make some miniatures let's get it on kickstarter and let's print some money i think that's what we need to do you know i've definitely toyed with board games in the back of my head um yeah uh, oh, as much really? as much yeah as much <laughs> as uh ttrpgs um is growing it's it's really weird to look at like any adjacent industry and see actually how much more money mm. people are spending on video games, board games, I guess are the two, I guess, kind of adjacent things. Um because I think I think the thing the thing that bothers me, I think, the most about a group of people writing the future <laughs> is that success, at least in an artistic medium success buys you distance mm. the less you need to worry about the money that's coming in month to month the less you need to take on all these other roles to make sure people are going to be there to buy your next thing um because i've seen I, polygon wrote a very very like lovely article about dot dungeon that still gets me like clicks and sales mm. today like so i've i've seen what like one article when they post, you know, like 10 a day, like that article is on the front page for like 30 seconds before it was going, even just that, like what it can do for somebody. And I don't know, it's just, it's upsetting to, to know what it can do and know that it's not, it's happening for like the same people over and over again. Um, when it could, it could be helping so many more people hmm. like it, and not even like that. It needs to be like this charity thing or that, that, that journalists should be helping people. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't have that sort of, you know, grand idea of journalists, uh, but I don't know. I get, and, I, and this is like another thing that makes me really mad is it feels like a lot of journalism, like journalism feels like it's growing in RPGs, yeah. but it feels like it's growing like off the back of like Buzzfeed article style journalism that's like crowdsourced from twitter threads mm. um where people say instead of like doing the work doing the research finding games reading games being part a part of the scene so many people are just like you know tell me your favorite horror game and then they write an article with five of those and of course when it comes to something like that the people who have the most followers to the people who are already successful are going to have the people in those threads right buying for them um and it just becomes like the cycle of like the same things being talked about over and over again um and that, i don't know journal i have i have a bone to pick with tabletop role-playing <laughs> journalism it's the whole reason i started writing any sort of review type thing at all it was mm. just like i don't know it feels i hate to say lazy but like it just makes me so mad when i see threads like that when i see work like that because I don't know, I feel like a journalist, Joe, uh, Joe again, to mention Joe, Joe yeah. said it best, like, a journalist has to be something, like, in role-playing games is going to be somebody who just can't help themselves. Somebody like Joe who can't stop buying things, right. except, except the opposite, where they can't stop talking about things. 
Um, and it just feels like we don't really have that yet. Like mm-hmm. we don't, we have, there's like a few people who do it and they do it pretty well, but I don't think we have the, we don't have the, we don't have like the, the journalism yet. We have just like, again, it just kind of feels like Buzzfeed articles, top five lists, things like that. And there's not somebody out there digging through itch, looking for, looking for games, like looking for the next thing, or even just looking for a good thing that got overlooked, um, which could, which could change somebody's life or at least their month, you know? Um, it's, I don't know. You're right. It's wild how one, one mention from like a high profile Twitter account or a high profile site like Dicebreaker or Polygon or something like that can have a massive impact on somebody like you yeah. who uh you know has been po- has been saying some stuff in, in chat and i you makes cool stuff and has just started doing game design and got mentioned in uh dice like a dicebreaker article and had a massive spike in stuff and like that was an instance where like a relatively unknown person gets a, bun- a bunch of attention and it's like if that was all the time if that was just happening right? all the time, like how fucking cool would that be yeah <laughs> Like the audience is obviously there. Mm-hmm. I feel like the audience is there, and they're hungry for game. Like you can see it on TikTok. Like, like Sam Lee, yeah. uh, so many other TikTok like influencer. Like, there's actually RPG influencers. That's wild to even think about. Yeah. That wasn't there <laughs> even like two years ago, you know. But the, the audience is there, and I feel like we need we need the everything else to support that. Like people are like, like they're hungry for games. And there just isn't that network of, you know, reporters, reviewers, all the things that go around that help get things from itch in front of people's eyes. Yeah. Because that's like the hard, that's like the hardest thing. It's always been the hardest thing as a creator is getting eyes on your work. And that's like, to me, the biggest job of news sites, reporters, journalists, whatever, you know, your job title is, is like, you're sort of like the connection from the audience and the creator. Um, Besides Twitter, obviously, but again, we've had a lot of discussions about Twitter. Uh, <laughs> but like, you know, as as a curator, as a as a you know person who is you know in the scene, you you actually do have a lot of power. Like, if you're on Polygon, if you're on Dicebreaker, the power you have is probably hard to even understand mm. because even if it doesn't seem like you're getting a ton of clicks, like like you said, uh, this person had a huge spike just from being mentioned and like it can affect people because people are everybody else is just sitting there waiting mm-hmm. to, for you to mention the game to them so they can go and look at it but until then you know they're just consumers they're just people they're an audience that hasn't been given you know their food yet they're mm-hmm. ready for it um and if there's one thing we've seen with like these huge kickstarters is that there's millions of dollars that people are like waiting to buy games. They're just, they're waiting. And I feel like we need the support system around it so that people, newer people can find their audience without having to go through Twitter. Like having been there, like you've been, you having been there for as long as you have and as long as I have, we've obviously talked about the negative effects of that. And maybe new people don't need to go through that (laughs) (laughs) to find, to find success, to find a job. Cause you don't need, you need like 400 people at like minimum or at most, I don't know, to find, to be able to pay your rent. You know, mm-hmm. you don't need that big of a slice of the pie to find success. Like I don't consider myself super popular, but like 
obviously I've been able to do it full time for, for two years. You can do it. It's, I feel like a lot more people can have a seat at this table. And right now, part of like the depression around all this is it feels like the table is just being gobbled up by the same people over and over again. Um, and this table's huge. It could be the biggest table we've ever seen. Uh, and tons of people could be sitting at it. I don't know. And I just don't see it yet. I don't see it. And it's upsetting. Hmm. Um, and on top of the burnout, it's just, it's too much to handle. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I have a lot of, obviously a lot of faith in creators. I have a lot of um, optimism in what is possible. Um, I don't, I don't, I, I couldn't do it alone. I feel like I tried as little as I possibly did. Um, and I don't know. Beyond that, I'm just exhausted, I feel like. Yeah. I remember when I first experienced the, like, the eyes on me because some, some, somewhat of influence posted my thing. And it was when the Slayers Kickstarter was going and John Harper retweeted it. And I was like, yeah. Ah! And it was like a quote retweet too. So he's like said something yeah. with it. And that you could literally watch the graph on Kickstarter change from the moment yeah. he said that. You're like, oh, that's what happens when somebody who. <laughs> Who has, yeah. who has sway says something uh and it was yeah. i mean it was campaign changing in terms of that so like yeah john harper i feel like john harper is one of the few people who's he's obviously found his success right you know everybody knows who john harper is everybody knows blades in the dark everybody knows lady blackbird everybody knows world of dungeon he's obviously made his name and i feel like he's one of the few people who consistently reaches down and tries yeah. to pull people up um, and he, I don't see him on Twitter a lot, but he still does it. Like, so he's obviously, hopefully found that balance between yeah. the two. But, um, if more people like John Harper, things might be different, but that's probably difficult too. I have no idea what his day-to-day -day yeah, life I, is I, probably I, like, you know, I'm who so knows? Curious. Yeah, maybe I'll chat with him sometime. That'd sit, be great. Down. John, tell us how to do this. Tell us how to figure out how to do this uh, in a healthy way. Matt's <laughs> yeah. and I are dying over here. How are you so nice <laughs> after dealing with, yeah. with tabletop games for so long? How do you so not long? hate everybody and everything? Yeah. <laughs> Explain like him and you know, Like him and Sean mm. from Mothership. I remember during the Project Nerves Kickstarter for the, the zine that with all the articles, it wasn't looking like we were going to make it for the longest time. And then Sean just shows up and drops like a big chunk of change on the Kickstarter. And I'm like, Sean, what the, what, how, why? Thank you. But like, you're too nice. You're too nice, Sean. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, and I know he's done that for a lot of other people too. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of people who are trying to do the work, but that's like another job that just gets put on top of all the other jobs you're doing. Um, I don't think it's necessarily the individual's job to to fix what I see as the problems right. in the industry. Um, I think it takes, a, it takes a network. It takes a support system. Like literally every other media has one, you know, mm -hmm. there are famous movie reviewers, you know, that's, that's something that could happen here. Um, that I think would take a lot of weight off of people like us and also just people who are looking for games. So they don't have to scroll through itch for eight hours with their horrible search bar and, <laughs> All the other little itch, your website's great, but your search function is not reliable. Or go, um, or go to Reddit and ask, I want to play yeah. this game, and then have everybody say GURPS, and I go, yeah. GURPS is not the choice for everything. <laughs> Damn it. Tony, if you're out there, if you ever hear that, I know you love GURPS, but... Yeah, Tony. 
can't be can't be everything it can't be the every game um well cool i mean this has been really i mean for me it's cathartic i enjoy talking about it and just hearing about it just because we've been thinking about and talking about similar sorts of things (laughs) so if gurps doesn't work then use fate yeah that's pretty much what i see all the time (laughs) when i look for these things Or if someone's like, oh, I no. don't, I don't want to use D and D, and they're like, well, what about Savage Worlds? I'm like, there's so many other things. <laughs> please um, read any other book. <laughs> please, I promise you. I promise you. I'll give it to you. There, Just... <laughs> there's at least five more books you could read. Like at least, <laughs> at least five. <laughs> um, but yeah, this has been this has been good. This has been this been it's been nice for me. It's been nice to just chat about yeah. it because again, like a lot of this stuff has just been living in my head for the last few weeks, Same. and I just have no idea how to talk about it or who to talk about it with. Uh, and so I have found this to be a very nice uh, and cathartic and enlightening conversation. So I hope, hopefully, yeah. hopefully this was something good for you too. Uh, yes, folks who yeah. are asking, there will be a VOD uh, up on YouTube and in Twitch and everything like that. Also, this is also always released as a podcast, so it'll be in your pod podcast feeds you just search nice. copy break ttrpg you should be able to find it if i haven't uh messed it up over the summer um john i can't wait for us to hang out and play some board games and uh yeah. have our inevitable shift towards card game and board game design i'll show you all of the sketches that i've been doing for the card game that i'm working on i've seen i've seen some of your <laughs> if it's some of the pictures you've been posting on twitter i've seen some of those yeah uh-huh. so uh get ready for me to just really bombard you with my new passion which is uh no more rpgs all in on card games <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll share my one board game idea i've had in the last 10 years Oh yeah, because we'll <laughs> otherwise happen. i yeah um well uh this is normally the part where i say uh where can folks find you online i don't know do you want to be, <laughs> be found online right now or is yeah it a... no um i i will never stop writing i don't want to go back and get a day job that's that's my motto it's been my motto for a long time um so i would say the best place to find me is probably twitter right now or, or nerves.games that's where I release articles. I will hopefully be doing more of those. Um, I want to be part of the review thing. Mm. I want to be, I don't want to just talk. I want to put my money where my mouth is. Uh, and I have before. Um, people seem to like my Lancer review. Um, so check that one out. Other than that, I'm on YouTube. Um, all that's on my Twitter though. So yeah, listen to me uh, on Twitter. Uh, I will continue to post uh, Pokemon memes. What's your Twitter handle in case folks don't? Um, it is. Let me look. It Link. is my name. It is John yeah. Battle One One Seven. Links to all this stuff will be in descriptions and everything like that as well. Yeah. Well, John, thank you so much for for spending your Tuesday evening drinking coffee and talking with me. Uh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm awake all, now. Yeah, I'm feeling it now. I'm feeling it. Ready to go. <laughs> take on the day. I'm gonna start reading this book. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Hell yeah. I will uh, I might crash here in like an hour, but we'll find out. <laughs> Folks, thanks so much for watching and listening or wherever it is you are uh, enjoying your coffee break. We'll be back next Tuesday. No idea who the guest is. I have not prepared very far in advance, but uh, it'll this... be me again. <laughs> John's back. And we're going to talk about that card game and board game. Yeah. Well, that's, we're just going to play it the whole time. That's I think all we're gonna, I, the coffee break will just turn into every week us talking about the game as we design uh, this board game. Perfect. You know, that'd be, that'd be pretty dope.
it's not a bad idea. <laughs> we got to put that together in our marathon of Sun King's Palace. Yes. All right, folks. Thank you all so much for watching, listening, all that. Have yourselves a wonderful rest of the day. We'll talk to you later. Bye.